everybody. I'm Allison. And I'm Cindy. Welcome to Kintsugi Conversations. We are going to be talking about friendships. And by friendships, this time we mean like friendships with our female friends, or it could be male as well, but platonic friendships. We talk a lot about relationships, especially like between mothers and daughters, and also family relationships and relationships between like, you know, romantic relationships. So we haven't really dove a lot into those platonic relationships between friends a ton. And I think, you know, everybody needs that, you know, one person that they can kind of lean on when things are, you know, good, things are bad. Just that one confidant that you have that you can like just lean on no matter what. I agree. And before we dive into this, though, we just wanted to take a second to kind of regroup on episode seven. So if you guys haven't listened to our episode seven, we had my niece, her granddaughter, Corey, um, talk about her experiences, you know, growing up and realizing that she was a lesbian, coming out and kind of like navigating that. And wow. Like, yeah, that was a very, very powerful uh, episode. Uh, I mean, we gained a lot of insight that you know, we didn't necessarily know about her. Yeah, yeah. So. There were things we didn't know about her, things we didn't, things that things that I hadn't considered when it kind of came, when it kind of comes to like her perspective and the perspective of kind of the child, you know, in the situation. It was just, it was really powerful. And I feel like we all left like with a better understanding her as well, because she said some things out loud that I don't think that she had ever really said before. Mm -hmm, I agree. But, you know, she was just very open and very candid. And, you know, I would urge, you know, all of you to listen to this, but especially if you have a child and you maybe suspect, or maybe if they have even come out to you, um, maybe you can get a few pointers on, you know, some of the things that you can and cannot do to make that transition of that lifestyle a little bit easier. I agree. That's definitely a must listen. Not only was it informative, but it was also really entertaining. I feel like just, you know, <laughs> she's just funny. So it was a really great episode. It, it changed me and my perspective as a parent. Do you feel like it changed yours? I do. I feel like it made me a lot more aware of, you know, that even though no matter how close you are to your child, sometimes they do still seek your acceptance in everything in their lives. And when they don't get that, you know, it kind of changes them a little bit. But, you know, fortunately, you know, we can all come back together mm -hmm. and, you know, form an even stronger bond. Yes, for sure. For sure. So if you have not listened to episode seven, please go back and listen to it. It is, I think it might have, I think it might now be my favorite episode that we've done thus far. And that says a lot. Yeah, I agree with you on that. You know, it was just so enlightening and so powerful. And like I said, Corey is so funny, but she's also just so honest about, you know, how she truly felt then and how mm -hmm. she feels now. So, you know, I'm just glad that, you know, she's living in her truth and she's happy. And, you know, this is just who she is. She's just Corey. I agree. In that episode, Corey shared a little bit with us about how important her friendships were, you know, as she was kind of determining her sexuality, as she was going through, you know, coming out to her family. Her friends are really who she leaned on. So it's mm -hmm. actually like a perfect segue to this conversation where we are going to be talking about the seasons of platonic relationships. I am at a place in my life where... I am in a different season of life than 
a lot of my friends. And, you know, it's been like this for the last few years, honestly, since I got married, because a lot of my friends are not married yet. And so that was the first kind of time where I felt like I was a little bit different, you mm-hmm. know, than the rest of my friend group. And then now that I have not only one kid, but two, I feel like it is like magnified times 30. I feel like, to be quite honest, you know, with one kid, it's pretty easy to find childcare. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's nothing to call your mom or whoever to say, hey, can you watch this one kid? But when you have two and that one person is outnumbered, it gets a little <laughs> bit more sticky to like be able to figure out childcare. So, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's the only reason, but I do think that that goes into why I kind of feel like worlds away from a lot of my friends because where they can say, Hey girl, you know, it's a Wednesday. Like, let's go meet for dinner, you know, tonight. Like let's meet at six, you know? And and it's like, you know, two o'clock. I'm like, y'all like, that is like, that's like the witching hour where we're doing like bedtime and bath time and all those things. And like, while I could leave my husband to manage that by himself, like I would feel bad, you know, mm-hmm. leaving him to do that alone. Like, you know, whereas a lot of my friends are able to just pick up and go when it comes to hanging out, when it comes to going on trips, all those things, I definitely cannot do that. And so I have felt often that, you know, we are just in different seasons of life and with some people that's okay with some people you know we've been able to find common ground still even though we're in different seasons of life but with other people it has kind of left me feeling like you know like this friendship isn't really serving either of us right now I'm not the person that she really needs in her life and she's not really the person that I need in my life in Mm -hmm. this current season and like that's okay. There's no love lost. Maybe we can circle back <laughs> later. But, you know, it's, it's just been interesting to navigate. Yeah, I'm sure it has been. And, you know, like you said, once you get married and your friends are still out there living their best lives in them streets, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it it's different because they don't understand why you can't just, you know, come and hang out all times of the night. You know, your dress even changes and they, you know, got on the you know, club outfits still, because they still, I want to say searching, but you're like, okay, my husband would kill me if I walked out of the house with right. what you're wearing now. So, and then again, once you add kids into that mix, you know, the whole dynamic changes. I agree. You know, fortunately for me, um, you know, before I had you, um, I've always been very selective about my friendships anyway, because mm-hmm. I did go through a very, I want to say traumatic friendship breakup when I was like 20, 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that caused me to be a lot more selective with my friend group. But, um, you know, just being a lawyer's wife, there are so many dynamics with that. And you have to entertain so much and do all these different things that, you know, I had a few friends in that group. But uh, most of my friendships, I think, came once I had you and like you said, finding other mothers that mm-hmm. that you can relate to and then your your kids can play together, that was like vital to my like sanity. I agree. Let's talk for a minute about where our friends kind of came from. Because I know like you just kind of reminded me, I have like multiple kind of friend 
groups. Mm -hmm. So I have kind of my most recent friend groups and those are like my mom friends. So we have met at various like childcare activities or, you know, Harper's school or even just like in the neighborhood. And it's because we have kids that are around the same age. Mm -hmm. And so those are my mom friends. Some of them we typically don't really hang out like without our kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's more so like play date or like, oh, I was going to go do this with my kids. Do you want to come? Or you know, things like that. Or even sometimes if I'm going to sign Harper or Jackson up for an activity, I'll like text them like, hey, you want to sign your kid up for the same activity so like we can sit and talk in the waiting room while they're, Mm -hmm. you know, doing whatever. So I have those friends. I also have my like basketball wife friends. And those are friends that I've made through the years like from DJ's career. So some of them have kids, some of them don't. Some of them still play basketball or their husbands still play basketball, some of them don't. But they are friends that, in one way or another I've made because of his basketball career. So maybe, you know, their, their husband and DJ played on the same team, or maybe we were all playing in the same country, or maybe we just even connected like online because of both of our husbands play basketball, but I have my basketball wife friends. And then like to take it a step (laughs) further, I kind of have my college friends, which I would say the majority of my very best friends are from college. And so those people kind of comprise like just, you know, friends that I made in college and sorority sisters through college. And then I kind of just have like another kind of group of like miscellaneous friends. I have one friend that I've been friends with since we were like six years old. I have a couple of other close friends that we just kind of met along the way, like not in college, but like miscellaneous. So I kind of have like different pockets of friends. <laughs> you got friends everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, they are literally everywhere, mostly due to DJ's career and due to college. Like I have friends all over the world. I have a friend in Slovenia, a friend in Croatia, like, you know, friends all over the country. Um, how do you feel like you built your friendships or like where did most of your friends come from? I think most of my, I do like you, I have one friend that well, two friends that we um, knew each other back in like, you know, grade school and high school, whatever. And, you know, we think with my friends, so we don't talk like every week or every day. Mm-hmm. It may go, we may talk once a month or maybe two or three months before yeah. we talk, you know, again. But, you know, I have, you know, that those couple of friends. Then I have other friends, like I said, I met through um, being a lawyer's wife. Um, and then just friends that I met like, having a kid you know mm-hmm. like we bonded over having you know a kid around the same age or younger or whatever so that's where the majority of my friends come from but like I said my friend group is very different than yours because like I said we don't like talk a lot because um, everybody knows I'm not a very big talker anyway mm-hmm. so but we have this thing where we know if you pick up the phone or text and say hey I need you I'm there. You know, I'm there. Yeah. But we just don't have to be in each other's lives like all the time. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And you know, I have I have probably two or three friends that we talk multiple times on the uh, multiple times a week, not on the phone, but like text messaging. Like mm-hmm. every other day, it's hey girl, how are you? Or hey girl, you won't believe what happened. And you know, those are like two or three people. And then everyone else, you know, 
gosh, one of my very, very best friends from college, like we probably talk once a month, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's, and we always pick up right where we left off, but like, we just know, like we don't only talk that often and that's okay. It's the same thing with me. We'll, we'll pick up exactly where we left off. I may not have talked to you in like three months, but we just pick up right there. We say everything that's been going on in each other's lives with the kids' lives, whatever, whatever. And it's like, okay, girl, catch up with you later. And then boom, we're, we're good. And I also think that it kind of depends on like what you both have going on in your life like as we talk about seasons of relationships I have one really close friend and we've always stayed in touch we've always talked probably at least once a month but now she's pregnant and you know I obviously have been pregnant twice and so we talk usually now like maybe every other day to once a week as questions arise for her Mm -hmm. you know with her pregnancy like I'm able to support her through that so that's an example where like we weren't really in the same season of life before Mm -hmm. but now like our seasons of life are kind of you know coming together and so like we're in touch more than maybe we were before yeah that's good and you know and strangely enough too I'm also now very good friends with a few of your friends moms Mm -hmm. so that's another but we talk more about you know how we can support our daughters you know in their relationships and you know with grandkids and and that kind of thing so then you know occasionally we you know get together and trash me in but you know that's but you know like I feel like that's really important because we're talking about how important it is for moms to have mom friends like when they're my age or when they're in the season where they have young kids but it's still important for moms to have mom friends apparently even as you get older it is because no matter how old you guys get you're always always going to be our baby yeah and so you know it's still like the our, our first priority still in life is to make sure our kids are you know well and happy mm-hmm. and it's so strange because you know here you are in, now in your early 30s but you know when something happens to you I mean like the other night you were having a medical problem and the first thing I said was okay I, I'm gonna jump in the car and come over right so you know as a mom though that's just always going to be your first priority. But it's good, though, to have other moms that have daughters or, and kids in general in that same age group where you got where we can kind of talk about, oh, you know, this is what's going on with my kid. And girl, I thought I was just going to be, you know, a grandma now or whatever. I didn't know I was going to have to take on all these other responsibilities, mm-hmm. too. So you know, it's I funny. love that for y'all. I love that you guys still have that, you know, support with of other moms even as you kind of enter the next phase Mm -hmm. of motherhood Mm -hmm. you know like it's it's just funny to me because you always talk about like oh like moms need their mom tribe when there are moms of young children but moms still need their mom tribe always older children always it's funny you know that's always true yeah (laughs) and mom you know you didn't say this and I don't know if a lot of other women can relate to this but you're you have like you have close relationships with a few of my friends I too. Do. I am very close to several of your friends and to be quite honest, I probably talk to them more than I talk to my own friend group in my age. Yeah. It's, it's so strange. And they, they call and check on me and when they have questions or whatever and I'll check in on them and we'll end up having whole conversations and it's so good though because our relationship started with you. You're the common thing but we don't even talk about you when we talk. Right. And I'm glad that they have that because, you know, some of them have close relationships with their moms as well, but some of them don't. And so I feel like it's great for them to be able to kind of have you as like a bonus motherly type figure if needed. And I love that, like, you can come and hang out with my friends and like, it is not awkward at all. No, you know? not at all. I actually have more fun with your friends because they're 
you know, always so bubbly and wanting to do wanting to do stuff. And my friends are always talking, well, girl, we need to take a nap first. And I'm like, a nap? <laughs> I'm ready to go and they're ready for a nap. Yeah. So. so funny. So as I was kind of saying, you know, in the, the last few months, I've had to come to terms with the fact that a few of my relationships are just not really working, you know, right now, whether those people are single or whether they are living, you know, across the country or whether they just like don't have kids for whatever reason, the relationship doesn't feel compatible. And for the longest time, to be honest, I tried to like force it. Mm -hmm. However, I am trying to come to terms with the fact that like, it's okay if we are not like the best of friends right now. And it it doesn't necessarily mean that we will that we won't, you know, come back together. Maybe we will, maybe we won't, but that like relationships go through like seasons and sometimes my season just won't match up with your season and that's okay. Have you ever had that? Yeah, and I I do think that's true though. I mean, cuz we all go through, you know, that roller coaster thing called life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course you want to be around people who are going through similar things that you're going through. Because that's your support group at that time. So, right. you know, if I'm on the upscale of the uh, roller coaster and you're on the downscale, then we're not going to have very much in common right now. Mm-hmm. But when I come back up, then maybe we can reconnect again. Yeah. So, I mean, like, even when it comes to my, like, basketball wife friends, with them, it's a little bit easier. Because sometimes it literally is a season. And when I say a season, I mean basketball season. Where we are thick as thieves, talking every day, all day, pretty much together all the time Mm -hmm. during basketball season because maybe we're the only two wives, you know, that speak English in our given area or whatever. But we are best friends during basketball season. And then when the season ends, like, we're like, all right, bye, thanks. And that's kind of the end of it. So, you know, like, when it comes to that, I'm kind of used to it. But when it comes to, you know, my my close friends, it's been kind of harder to determine when I need to kind of temporarily let a relationship go. And I don't mean like, you know, it's not a type of thing where it's like, oh, like we're done forever necessarily, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of like, eh, right now me and you are just not on the same page. And like I said, like, I, I feel like I've tried to force relationships. I've tried to, I won't say like dumb myself down. That's not not the right way to say it but like I've tried to basically like make myself fit into their season Mm -hmm. by like you know maybe staying out later than I typically would or going to a place that I really don't care to go just so that I can like meet them where they're at and you know part of that is friendship part of that is saying okay yeah you come with me and my kids to the aquarium and then I'll come with you to xyz bar while you talk to guys you know part of that is okay but when it starts to feel forced and uncomfortable, I think that that's a sign that it's time to like let it go. Yeah, I agree. You know, I went through a similar situation like that when uh, after your dad died because I was the first person in my little circle to lose a spouse. So, you know, all the other people who were still married and also some of my single friends, though, it was kind of strange because the, the ones who were still married they didn't know quite what to say to me because of course they couldn't relate to losing, you know, Mm -hmm. their spouse, the love of their life. And then, but then my single friends, they were like, Oh, well you're single now come and go with me here, 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 here. And 
anybody who knows me knows that that's just, I've never been that person. Right. I've always been more of a homebody. I enjoy like my private time. So it was a, a disconnect on both courts mm-hmm. because the married women, they didn't necessarily want to invite me to things that, because they were still doing stuff with their spouses and they didn't, didn't want to make me feel uncomfortable in that respect. Mm-hmm. And then my friends who were single, you know, they're trying to drag me out to all these clubs and dinners and bars and whatnot. And that wasn't what I wanted to do either. Right. So I kind of had to take a hard look at both sets and, and just kind of be like, okay, wait, guys, I know you love me, but right now I just need to figure out who I am in this new phase of my life. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I don't love you and I appreciate the support, but right now I've got to figure out where I'm going and then I'll let you guys know what I'm comfortable with. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's okay to have that conversation. I think so too. And also like related to, you know, dad passing away. For those of you who have not heard us discuss losing my dad, we are at a place where we can kind of talk about it without completely losing it. And so (laughs) when it comes to seasons of relationships, I think we also have to talk about the fact that like some people will use you for what they can. And when Mm -hmm. they get all they can, like for them, that season is over and they are ready to like, toss you aside I know that that is something that we kind of did deal with you know when mm-hmm. dad passed away there was quite a few people that we realized oh like you were around because of the perks because you know you were getting invited with us to go here or just whatever the perks were mm-hmm. you were around for the perks and when the perks like dried up now you vanished right. you know what I'm saying yeah, that was a lot of you know eye-opening you know, well, I shouldn't say a lot. It was a big eye-opening experience for, I think, the both of us. And it's it's funny, though, because, you know, you can kind of see those people, but you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. But then they really let you know that, oh, I wasn't, I wasn't really your friend to begin with. Like you said, I was just in it for the perks. And, you know, it's so funny because I can remember when you were just finishing high school or maybe first starting college, um, there was one friend that you had that you would take to, you know, all the concerts and, you know, you guys would go shopping, get your outfits and just go, you know, make a big deal out of it. And I remember that you coming to me when they said to me that this friend finally after graduation said to you, well, I didn't really, I never really liked you. I was just hanging out with you because I wanted to be, be able to go to all the concerts because you always had front row concert seats and backstage pass, passes. And I always wanted to be able to go. So that was really why I was hanging out with you. Right. And talk <laughs> about a slap in the face, like realizing, oh, okay. But I mean, hey, you got to respect the honesty exactly, there. Like. Exactly. But, but the, it's so fun to, but to hold it all those years and then to let, oh, we're graduating from college now. I mean, from high school now, I'm not going to see you anymore. So let me go ahead and tell you this. Yeah. But, you know, people do stuff like that. But most of them, the people I, in my life have not been that honest. And unfortunately, the people in my life with those friendships, I... And was the one who ended up like ending the friendship because I just kind of, you know, COVID was good and bad for me in a lot of reasons. Cause mm-hmm. COVID for me helped me to be able to like sit back and kind of take stock of my life again. Right. Um, I was newly married and was navigating those waters, but then I was also seeing that certain friends were, you know, here and there, but it's when it was convenient for them. Right. And I finally just said to myself, you know, this relationship is not working for me anymore, even though 
we're both married now. Mm -hmm. This relationship isn't working because you clearly had an ulterior motive all of this time that Mm -hmm. I didn't see. Right. And now, but then now that I see it, you know, you want to say that, you know, oh, I've changed now, but just because I'm now standing up for myself. And a lot of that too may have been me being single and just wanting to have somebody to hang out with that I held on to that friendship probably longer than I should have, Mm -hmm. but you know, life lessons. Right. You live and you learn, you live and you learn. And you know, we can talk about it obviously as adults, but the funny thing is I even see this in Harper because she will go through seasons like with her friends, which is totally normal, you know, at being four. She's trying to still figure out who she is in her friendships and like her role in her friend group. But, you know, there will be certain times where her and, you know, ex-friend are like this, like mm-hmm. thick as thieves. If ever I'm like, oh, Harper, who do you want to invite to this? It's that person. Oh, oh, I miss, you know, that person. And then all of a sudden it'll be like, well, she did blah, blah, blah. So she's not my friend anymore. <laughs> now this person is my best friend. Or it'll be like, well, you know, now mommy, she's into Paw Patrol and I like PJ Mask. And so I think I want to play with the people who like PJ Mask instead of her because she likes Paw Patrol, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, basically she's, she's figuring out like, okay, like right now, like we're not really on the same page. Like, mm-hmm. Let me take a step back. And then a few weeks later, it'll be like, oh, mommy, guess what? We both like, you know, the Little Mermaid and they'll come back together. But this is definitely, I think, a lifelong phenomena of like going through kind of seasons in your relationships and figuring out like, is this friendship right for me right now? Is it something that I need to let go forever? Or is it something that I just need to let go for now? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, there wasn't anything done wrong. We just aren't really on the same page. And that's what I'm finding, you know, more or less. We talked a few episodes ago about, it was more so related to family, but we also talked about friends, about kind of like when it's time to let people go, Mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, that happens in friendships. So that's not even what I'm really talking about. I'm talking about just coming to that point where it's like, I still love you, but right now I think I need to love you from a distance, right. you know? Yeah, well, like I said, if you don't have anything in common, though, and you can't, like, make yourself have a life that's parallel to someone else's. Right. <laughs> I mean, you just, you just can't. I mean, you, again, you're married, you're, you've got two kids. You and your single friends don't really have anything in common anymore. Right. You know, they're trying to get to where you are. Even though they Some may, of them. even though they may deny it, no, they'll they'll say they're not. But they're everybody wants to have that one person in their life. So, but you guys just don't, you're just not on the same plane right now. Yeah, but you may be later. And you know, there's there is power and beauty in having friends that are different than you. So I don't think that's what I'm saying. I just think like you're saying, you can't force it if it's just not if it's just not working and like. You have nothing in common. There's there's difference between like having nothing in common and just like being different from one another. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because like even if like you don't have kids, maybe we both really like, I don't know, golf or tennis. And I don't do either of those things. But let's just say I did. You know what I'm saying? Let's say I had a really close friend. She doesn't have kids. I do. But like every Tuesday we play tennis. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that is even Still though you have in common, we're different though. and we can maybe hee hee ha ha relate, discuss the differences in our lives. I can give her perspective. She can give me perspective, but we still have something in common. But sometimes it feels like we just don't have anything (laughs) in common right now. And maybe we will again later, but for now, like, let's just call it. When you have that kind of situation arise, do you just let the relationship kind of just drift apart? uh, Or do you have a, a conversation? So... 
you know, that's that's tricky. And I think I honestly would prefer to just let it drift True. apart because mm-hmm. I think that honestly sometimes like there's just not you don't you don't need to say anything because if you have that feeling probably nine times out of ten the other person does too it's mm-hmm. not usually a thing where one person feels like oh we have so much in common and whenever we get together there's so much to talk about and the other person feels the opposite and it's hard to put it into words too that we're not in the same season yeah you know however I also think that if someone asks you, if someone says like, hey, I realize that we haven't been hanging out as much, you do owe them mm-hmm. some sort of conversation. Just like from a, a, a therapist, you know, mental health background, it would be unfair for you to leave that person wondering what in happened. the dark, wondering what happened mm-hmm. if it's asked. And I think that you have to be really careful in your conversations and you have to tap into some of those good old communication skills because you definitely don't want to come off accusatory or like basically saying like well you don't have a husband and you don't have kids so we can't be friends like you do not want to come off like that because honestly it's more about you than it is that person Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and so you don't want them to leave feeling like basically you are shunning them for what they don't have yeah i agree with that and i agree with you too it's usually the friendship will just kind of drift away Mm -hmm. but you know sometimes even though they drift away like you said, instead of talking like every week, hmm, things are drifting. You may talk once a month and it's good to just still let that friend know, hey, you know, I know we haven't talked in a while, but girl, you know, if you ever need me, all you got to do is pick up the phone. You know, that kind of comment, I think, too, kind of like helps to kind of smooth the waters a little bit. Yes. So that's kind of like a, a bridge where you can come back to the relationship if you want to. Yeah. And I, you know. In, in therapy, if I was if I was talking to someone and they were my client and they were like, hey, I'm going through this with a friend, I need to have a conversation, how should I go about it? Like what I would suggest is, first of all, you want to use something called I statements. So instead of saying, you do this, you don't do this, you don't have that, you want to really take ownership mm-hmm. of what, what it is. And so that may look like saying, you know, I feel this way because this, or even... I feel this, you know, when you blah, blah, blah. But you want to start every statement with I. And then speaking of taking ownership of it, in my specific situations, I would be like, you know what, girl? Like, you know, if if a friend asked me, like, hey, like, why haven't we been hanging out? Why haven't we been in touch? I'd be like, you know what, girl? I have been so consumed, like, with my kids and with my husband. And they are really just, like, consuming all of my time and energy right now. And so I don't really feel like, you know, I have the capacity to be that good of a friend right now. Like, I am so sorry, you know, if I haven't been reaching mm-hmm. out or if I haven't been hanging out with you, I just really have my plate full right now right. with, you know, kid stuff and wife stuff and all of that stuff. And like, I will definitely, you know, be there for you if you need me. But like right now, I'm just having to take a step back because that stuff is taking so much of my time and energy. So that is you taking ownership and basically you taking the blame as opposed to saying, well, I can't relate to you because you don't have a husband and kids. Mm-hmm. You know, you're saying my husband and kids are consuming all of me, which is another episode for another day because my <laughs> husband and kids probably should not be consuming so much of me. <laughs> but, you know, you're taking ownership of it instead of making that other person feel like it's something that they did or didn't do. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, I had a situation where this friend of mine, we had been really almost like sisters and, you know, she got upset with me um, I want to think when I started dating um, Derek, 
um, or shortly after we got married. And, you know, she sent me this message that, you know, she heard I was hanging out with an ex, with her ex and I had a new life now, didn't have room for her and yada, 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 yada. And so I remember I responded to her and tell, told her, hey, you know, I don't know where you're getting your information from, but, you know, this is what I am doing. I haven't been hanging out with your ex. I did see him, but I let you know that I saw him, but I can't help who my new husband and his you know, who his friend group is. Mm -hmm. um, but I said that, you know, but since you're feeling, you know, I understand how you feel. So, you know, when you want to, you know, talk to me, reach back out to me, you know, I'll be available. It took a few years and she finally, you know, reached out to me. I answered her call and, you know, she laid down everything that she was feeling. And I, again, said, I understand that you, why you were feeling that way. And the reason why I didn't, you know, respond differently to use. I just felt like you needed some time to come to grips with your terms and work things out for yourself. And now that you've done that, now, you know, we can have an open conversation and hopefully we can, you know, be friends again. Mm -hmm. so. And I feel like, you know, you handled that a hundred percent right. And like, y'all are friends again, right. you know, maybe not quite how you were, but exactly. like you, it came back around and, you know, she had some healing that she needed to do. And, you know, maybe you had some things that you needed to work on a little bit and mm -hmm. you know now you guys are back to becoming becoming friends right. again you know? again we were not in the same season you know she was unmarried I was newly dating and newly married so you know I guess in a lot of ways she felt kind of left out of my life but I'm like okay I'm sorry but this is the season I'm in right now this is where my main focus is not that you're not important to me but you know, it, everything in life has priorities. Right. And there's a time and a season for, for everything. everything you so. know? With that being said, I do want to give a shout out to the friends who understand that there are seasons in life and, you know, go with the flow to some extent, like who understand like, okay, like, you know, right now we're, we talk every day because, you know, we have this coming up or this in common and then, you know, a year from now, like I haven't talked to her in six months, but I know that she still loves me and is still there if I need her. Mm -hmm. I think that like those type of friends who understand that there are seasons of friendship and that relationships kind of, they're not a straight line. There's going to be peaks and valleys. Like those type of friendships are priceless and are the ones that typically do last. You know, if you can kind of understand that, hey, like, it's not our season right now, but our season will come back right. and still love that person through that. I think that goes a long way. I do too. And again, you can have more than one friend group mm -hmm. people. I mean, that that one person, even though that may be your person at that particular time in your life, does not have to remain that way all the time. Yeah, my best friend might be different depending <laughs> on the day. Like, <laughs> No, but I, I have a group of best friends that our best friends for different reasons. I have my best friend that has been my best friend since we were five. And we are best friends because when I say like, oh, you remember when we were 11? She remembers when we were 11. Mm -hmm. I have my best friend who is a little bit older than me and I'm able to go to for like wisdom. You know, she's a mm -hmm. little ahead of me in, in life. I have, you know, my best basketball wife friend. I have, you know, like you're going to have my best mom friend. You're going to have... <laughs> different best friends for different reasons. And then I have my OG best friend, my mother. And my young best friend, my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, um, you know, we always like to leave you with a little extra. And this PDF that we have for you guys for this episode is super cute. It's a thank you card for a friend who has stuck by you through all of 
life's seasons. Maybe you guys have been close in some periods, not so close in others, but you have been understanding of one another and there for one another and always found your way back together. And so if you would like to kind of just send a little thank you card to that friend, we have this PDF for you. You can either print it out or you can send it as like a, you know, e-card with a little email message. But we guys, we encourage you guys to do that because I also think that just acknowledging your friends and giving people their mm -hmm. flowers goes a long way. I do too. I'm a big card giver. Or at least I used to be before the Hallmark stores closed. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I love just, you know, random cards and like even though you guys totally can give this like you know through email or whatever I encourage you to like put it in the mail to somebody and be old school because I think mm -hmm. there's nothing like Opening receiving like a surprise you know card in the mail when I you weren't agree. expecting it I agree <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening over on Patreon for our patrons we are going to be sharing something a little bit juicy we're going to be sharing our hardest friend breakup story so <laughs> if you're not subscribed to us on patreon be sure to subscribe and listen in thanks guys